two weeks later? Man, just processing through it still, you know, what, what I was saying to Frank Harold is, um, it was just poor planning to get to get so close and let down your own team who, you know, persevered and, and got you through some calamities, right? You know, you have your two quarterbacks go down, you're there with your third string quarterback. You had a lot of time for planning, is what I'm saying. Um, and to my point that I was making earlier, it's not so much Josh Johnson, it's the fact that we only had Josh Johnson. Why wasn't there anyone else? Why weren't we evaluating? I don't know what was going on behind the scenes um, with Jimmy G. I don't know what he was saying in terms of his health, but just a lot of questions in terms of why wasn't he on IR to begin with? Why didn't we look at anyone else? H brought up someone. Why, why not someone like a Cam Newton? Why not someone uh, on an active third string on any other team? Anyone. Because really, all you needed, again, not to focus so much on Josh Johnson, you didn't need super talent, you just needed a live body. It's a bit of, I don't disagree, but I just feel like it's a bit of, I don't know, I'm kind of over it. I'm able to just accept that it just wasn't in the cards. And for me, I feel like it's a bit of just revisionist, like our Monday morning quarterbacking, like, why didn't we, why didn't we, why didn't we? When, like, going into it, nobody could have planned for Brock getting hurt like that. And, and I don't know. I, that's a hard disagree. And that's the point I was making. You just had two quarterbacks go down. You had two thirds of your core go down. So you have to plan for Brock going down. So, but what do you do? Do you give up another roster spot? You give up anything because you're so close. So it isn't, it isn't a fact of just, this wasn't in the cards. It's not in the cards. It's only not in the cards when the game is done. When you get that far with what you have, with your third string quarterback, with your defense showing out, picking up McCaffrey to continue that streak of wins, think of that win streak that we had. You had so much preparation to just reevaluate and say, I really gotta load this team up. I guess my question is, is where was this comment like, Four games into the win streak. This com I've been making this comment since we picked up Josh Johnson. So you're, like, thinking, you're thinking just him as the backup. Well, I'm thinking two I, things. <clears throat> was Josh Johnson really the only one available? That's number one. That's right, my bad. You did say that. And, number, you and number two, you did say that. number two, why didn't you put Jimmy on IR? If you were worried about putting him on IR because you had to take an IR spot in, which they only had, I think at the time Jimmy went down, he only had two IR spots left. I get that, but again, it's the most important position on our team. So if he can't make it two weeks, three weeks after the injury, you put him on IR, and then you sign whoever you can. That's my point. Let me ask you this. What helps you get over the, that fact? <laughs> I think time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. No, because I agree with you. Like, here, it's painful, but, like, you know, I guess 
you know, it's football. What helps you get over, what helps you get over, what helps you get over an errant play uh, that injures Clay Thompson? Or, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, okay, let me ask you this. Right? Let me ask you this. No, because I agree with you, like, yeah, it's painful, but, like, you know, I guess, you know, it's football. What helps you get over, what helps you get over, what helps you get over an errant play uh, that injures Clay Thompson? Or, no, you know, it's painful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's part of, part of fandom, right? Yeah, yeah. And you get vested. And, you know, I'm not the kind of fan that's going to disrespect my team or, or, you know, spit on a player or whatever. I will criticize the shit out of management. So, so, so I'm trying to understand. So, like, your gripe is management wasn't as prepared like you led with, right? And they should have considered an alternative to Josh Thompson, if not had an additional person uh, available. Both right? And And why, why did they mismanage Jimmy? Potentially being able, because, like, they kept saying... He could potentially be back by the championship game, right? So they mismanaged that. Which he agreed to as well. He he actually was saying, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. I think I'll be ready to go for Super Bowl. I mean, it's all the wrong words to say. It's all the wrong responses to say when your team's fighting for the playoffs. And that's something as a manager, as a manager, you hone in on. And you say, uh, I'm not taking anything of what you have to say. I'm not going to value that. I'm just going to make sure I prepare with what I have right now. I think what it is for me is that I just don't, as invested as I was, I think just, I don't want to dwell, right? Like, because like, another example, right? <laughs> the Super Bowl that we lost, right? Why did it, was it, was it Jimmy? That I will say about Jimmy G. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right, like dude, that I carried that for a while. Right, like we we've yeah. had yeah. conversations yeah. about this. Right, my dad won't watch a game at Harold's house anymore. It's like, <laughs> that, right? like there's like a lot of things. Like, hey, I can't host another Super Bowl. Right, but I'm saying like I can stick with that, or I can just for me, I just want to like give the due of how good the season was, and just I'll I'll will forever be able to critique. So you could, <laughs> you could honestly say after that loss, Billy was better than us? I didn't say that. But that that's why, for me, it's hard to let go. I get it. I, I get that. I mean, if they beat us, yeah. I can accept it, right? Yeah. But to win that game where we're not at full strength, it's hard, Never had man. A Never had a chance. Yeah, as soon as Brock went down, chances were, it, it, that was it. It was over. But that's the thing. I, I, that's I why think. it hurts. Because it's like, you know, if he was healthy, we had a chance. Yeah. And for Philly to move on, it just didn't tell me that Philly was better than us. Yeah. Not not even not even a little bit. I agree. Especially I agree. after the, okay, we didn't challenge the first, the first, first down, oh, right? <laughs> Who knows? Or, yeah, yeah, if we do challenge that. Oh, it's our ball. Does does Brock even get hurt? So you didn't bring that up. That is one thing I was gonna bring up. Though. Y'all are opening up some wounds here. That's why. That's why. I don't want to stay in this wound yeah. because then it's gonna be. So picking at the scab. So whose fault was that? Okay. So whose fault was that? That Shanahan's fault for not wanting to risk a timeout or even risk a challenge. I agree. I agree. But if you're this far into the season and you're trying to get to that next that next game. Fuck a timeout. You gotta throw it. 
You gotta throw the challenge. Even if you lose it, at least it's yeah. like, okay, we tried and it was a great play. So now let's play this world. Play it out. Let's play, let's play it, it out. out, right? Let's play it out. Brock doesn't go down. How close of a game do you think it is? Say that again? How close of a game do you think it is? Well, no, I, I, think, we I, I think we would have won right. by a field goal. You think it would have been close? Game. Yeah. I think it would have been one of those grinded out like uh, the Packers game. Yeah, I, I think I think playing this hypothetical. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, last year last when year. Uh, we went to Green Bay and it was just nothing but field goals oh, and it was our defense. Uh, it would have been one of those type of games because Philly's defense, regard you know, they had clearly a good defense. they have a pass rush. Yeah, they have a good defense. So. Yeah, would Brock be able to adjust to their secondary and that pass rush if he doesn't get hurt, right? I, I think it just would have been a close game. I don't think it would have been a blowout, but, but you I know, think we could have... You know, it's funny, guys, what's that. everyone's default? And I think we can all agree here. We can all agree that if we weren't going to win this game, we were okay losing as long as we got to play. Oh, we just wanted the chance. Do you feel it would have been a close game? If, if uh, Brock was healthy? I think... Close, I, think, I, think, I think under a touchdown. I mean, it wouldn't have been a touchdown. Under, under a touchdown. Seven. I don't even know what the final was. I don't yeah. know. It would have been, been close for you. Yeah. And the reason being, you're still playing with a rookie and your third-string quarterback. We just wanted the chance. Yeah. So I, I, I could have accepted a loss. So, so Just as long as Brock was played it out. Here, yeah. Here's a different spin on why I'm kind of able to get over this. This is an original thought. I talked to Pops about this a little bit. Oh. Uh, Shout out to Pops. What do you think Philly is saying? Philly fans are saying oh, right now, right? They're like, you know, do they give a shit about? No, they're they're not. Uh, they're they're just like, oh, they, no. yeah, we're there. So, so we won. But, but I put myself in their shoes, right? Like, and we, like, our team, whoever it is, Niners, Giants, whatever, we've been in that same spot. We benefited from something, oh. and and I've been like. Warriors, Warriors, the year when we beat uh, LeBron for okay. season, right? Yeah, and they're like, oh no, no, but they're, they're, and everyone's like, no, they didn't, they didn't face that. There's no Kyrie, no oh, love, right? right? right. So, so we're like, hey, it doesn't fucking matter. We got a chip. No, so that, so that, that's, we actually, some of us actually acquiesced and said we would have loved to see that though. Yeah, true. We'll take the championship, of course. Well, but I can see. I, agree. I would have loved to see. I agree with that. But they still had LeBron, regardless if they didn't have Kevin Love and Kyrie. But I'm saying, I can say, I can say. I'm saying, ah, ah, don't ah, worry. Ah, come on, man. That's another, that's another topic. So I've heard. So I've heard. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. So, so my so he is, says. So, <laughs> so he says. Dude, quick sidebar, dude. Did you see his? He brought two goats to his party last night. No, bro. His his fucking retirement speech before the game last night against the Bucks. Did you watch yeah, that? Yeah, retired. Well, that it was a, like a retirement speech. In him yeah, he says he's playing five more years. Oh my god. Right. He's him and. Uh, Man, like the speeches, the Savannah speeches. I love the support from her, but I'm like, come on. Here's what pissed it's me off so about. I gotta say, he goes, he steps up, his family's behind him, right? He goes, on behalf of myself. I'm like, motherfucker, on behalf of means other people, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, he's third person, the third person. Dude, that's the thing, like, He goes, on behalf of myself, bro. I mean, you I have have my family. I'm like, bro. He just has a high school diploma, bro. Come I'm like, look, yeah, yeah, But that's perfect. That pretty much I didn't catch that. That pretty much did it. Right? That's it. That defines why he irks us so much. It's that. It's exactly that. His whole speech is like, you know, he goes, I remember the kid, you know, my mom, I never poop. And then I remember when I was in middle school, like, I like playing ball, I watched these players. And then I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to be this. I remember, it was like, me, 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 me. And at the end, he's like, I do want to thank my family. I'm sorry, Pop. Huh? 
my starting five. <laughs> me, 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 me. So, I don't know. We, I went off topic. <laughs> my <laughs> point was, I see where Philly <laughs> fans. I, I see where Philly fans could say like, I put myself in their shoes. I'm like, yeah, doesn't matter. Like, we won. So like, I understand that. So like, I'm gonna sit here on this other side. And be like, no, I'll take, you gotta take your lumps. I'm taking. I'm taking the lumps. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, as much as I can blame. Man, you, and all that. Like, I'm just saying, it's not like we, we're forced to take our lumps, right? That's, yeah, we have the That's exactly what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't mean you can't point out these things that to me were just blatantly obvious. Like I wasn't really, I, I didn't get to see anything. That game ended in six minutes. Yeah, yeah that's not true. Second play for us. Second offensive play, game was over. Yeah, that wasn't the first play. It was our first play. No, second. That was the first. It was second down. No, Kittle got like a first. Pretty sure it was second down. Okay. No, Kittle, Kittle's yeah. first down was off of the Josh Johnson pass. Yeah. Josh Johnson made a pass? Dude, Dude it, was a, it was our first play, bro. <clears throat> we Either got the ball. It was our first play. Either way, I feel you. It was, early, it was an early death. Yeah. It, it was our first play. Because we were like, okay, time to answer. And then first play. But that was death. But well, see, that's the thing. Like, This is why I don't want to stay in it. Because when you <laughs> lose, you could just stay there and nitpick. Oh, stay but why didn't Shanahan do? And then first play, but that's it. But well, see, that's the thing. Like this is why I don't want to stay in it. Because when you <laughs> lose, you could just stay there and nitpick. Oh, you stay in but it. why didn't Shanahan do? No backup for Josh Johnson. Like I don't want to stay there, dude. I, I mean, well, I, I, well I, I, he's I, blaming Josh Johnson. I, I, I'm blaming Jimmy. <laughs> I Jimmy think. I think no matter. So here's the thing. Uh, a few a few things I wanted to make. Um, or point out about Philly fans and how they feel. Whatever, they won the chip, or they won this game against us. I, there's levels to this though, right? I'm always a Niners fan, obviously, when it comes to football, but I also appreciate yeah. good football. Yes. So I can point out why okay, I, I didn't know where you're going. I want to hear the stop. I didn't want to go there, but let me finish the stop. But that's, but that, that is it. When, when I'm looking at this, if I'm looking at it from Philly's perspective, I could be a lifer Philly fan and you know, root, my, root for my team. And during the game, right, you, you can't help it because this is football. You're like, yeah, go down by the fire, get hurt, break a fucking leg, break your dick off. 100%. Anything, right? 100%. But then at the same time, when you see something like this, and you also know the, the Niners' backstory going into the game, you're kind of like, yeah, this team was fucking doing it. I really wanted to see. You feel dirty. Yes. You feel sully. You feel dirty. Yeah. So, as a Philly, so, can you feel yes, sully? A little yes. bit. You so, should, you should feel so. Yeah, you should. Like, I totally agree with you, again, to your point. As a homer, that could, it was the other way around, and Jalen Hurts got hurt, and we won, I would have breathed a sigh of relief. We're on the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're still buying your ticket. Yes. But I would have still said, that eh, sucks for them. But yeah. all I've been hearing from every Philly fan, I don't know if that's why you brought this up. Yes. Exactly. I'm like, wow, perspective. Because they think, oh, you guys would have never beat us. Uh, How do you know? You don't know. You weren't coming in undefeated. Let's get that straight. Mm -hmm. We were the hottest team in football, number one defense, but yet every Philly fan I know, they go to, well, you wouldn't have scored on us. Uh, we you have know? a quarterback and scored. How do you know? We, we, we scored so on you. I, that's what's yeah. been the most mystifying thing to me in this post game. Like, wow, there's some fan bases out there that are really – 
Delusional? Delusional? Yeah. Like, just perspective. I'm not knocking them. Like, hey, you won. You earned it. Air quotes. Move on. Get your chip. Feel happy about that. If you beat the Chiefs, say you beat the Chiefs. But you didn't beat the Niners. That's my point. That goes back to... That's a great point. And that's what's going to hurt more. That's if yes. Philly wins... Damn. Well, if Philly wins, hey, they were the better team who are you next rooting? Sunday. Who are you rooting for? Bro? Next yeah, Sunday. Yeah, but they're telling me Sunday. it could have been us. <laughs> next Sunday. Yeah. But uh, who's your fan? So, yeah, I'm, I'm really... I'm bitter towards uh, the Eagles. Uh, I, I really don't want the Chiefs to win, but I don't. I, I want to see them win. So at least, okay, they. I really so hope there's a tie. Your bitterness. <laughs> so your bitterness for the loss. Against I hope the there's Eagles a tie. This goes on next season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Double or nothing. You don't want them to win. No. I don't want anyone to win. Wait. Let me just close that thought because I think we agree there. It's it's a disrespect to the game. Yes. Right. It's just perspective. Like to me, like. As a fan, I'm like, man, that's not how I see it. Mm. But maybe I'm in the wrong. Like, yeah. if my team won a dirty game, like, I'm not that they were dirty, but like, I feel a little dirty about the win. I wouldn't like say anything. I would just take the W, that's put my flowers on your coffin, and move on. But I'm not gonna like rub it in your face and say you guys suck. Okay, so in this next segment here. We get into the rapper, best rapper debate, all-time favorite debate. You know, there's no right or wrong here, but here everyone argues for their favorite rapper's top five of all time. I need, yeah, I need, I need a headshot because I can't tell. I don't know who's who. With the so list. how are we doing this? Are we going around or are we just what's what's? Wait, who already has the top five? Because I stopped to think. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't. I don't we doing five or four? We're doing five? Five. Five, right? Five. five. All right. That opens five. it up a little bit. Peaches, let's, let's, let's hear your five. My five. Let's go. All right. So, my top, number one, draft pick. <laughs> it's Tupac. I got Tupac. I mean, his, his music's still living to this day. And, I mean, even younger generation knows it. Like... My daughter is 12, she knows who that is. And I didn't even play too much music of Tupac's around her at all. She just heard it one time and was like, oh, okay, I want to hear more. So it kind of, I guess it resonates. She probably saw Above the Rim 30 times. No, no, I never showed her that movie at all. Never, never. Um, So yeah, Tupac, number one. Um, I have Jay-Z at number two, actually. Because even though they, you know, those two have beef, but Jay Z's been doing the damn thing. Like we've seen, we've seen him from start to like right now. So I mean, the corner boy. Yeah, he basically. Yeah. And we, now we, 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 we saw him. We at, saw his first show. We saw one of his first shows ever. ever. When we thought his name was Joe Camel. <laughs> Joe Camel. Were you there with us that night? Not Great American Musical. <clears throat> no. Nah, no, no. I don't even know where I was. Bricks were thrown in the street. Yeah. No. After the show, mm-hmm. the show ended early because they were throwing ice cubes at the chicks that brought the branch. Oh, Ooh, yeah. ice cubes. That's a good one too. No. <laughs> so, uh, no. Wait, so MC Hammer ain't number one? Wow. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Pumps in the bump. You're right. editing this part. <laughs> so Pac, J, J, J. I got Biggie as number three. All right, just. I don't know his his 
just the way it flowed back in the day, it, it just it just stuck with you, right? So, or to me, I guess. Uh, four. Let's see. Four. I have. I actually have Eminem. Oh, that's solid. That yeah, is just solid. Look at Prince's face. I was gonna say Eminem just for you, bro. Yo, I was gonna leave with him. Man, you know what he is. I mean, <laughs> I don't dispute. He's rabbit. He's speaking. Big rabbit. Speaking. rabbit. Yeah. So, and then five. Top it off. I actually have math. Ooh. That's my Ooh. yeah. Nice. That's my five. Oh gee. Yeah. We know what era you grew up in. Uh, you obviously know. So you got yeah. uh, Tupac, Jay Z, Biggie, and Eminem, Matt, and Matt. Nice. Yeah. Man. Solid five. There you go. So that's me. Let me do that. You ready? You go. You go. Okay. I don't have a specific ranking, so I'm just gonna list them all. J Cole, Kendrick. Um, Nas, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna have to say Jay Z, mm-hmm. and then Tupac. Mm-hmm. That's my five. Okay. Solid five. Okay. That's my five. Awesome. Bring a little modern, you know, Kendrick and J Cole. Says J Cole, Kendrick. Okay. I like J Cole stuff. Yeah. What you got? What you got? What you got? Typical. My number one right now, my number one right now, and I was listening on the drive over here, and I was wondering if anyone else throw it up, but Andre Three Stacks for me. Mm. Andre 3000 for me. I like good. how he can he can flow over a whole bunch of different genres. Anything. Like, uh, what are you listening to? Uh, it was playing when we went to go get 16, yeah. 16. There's a song he did with a group called Capital Cities called Farrah Fawcett Hair, and he does the hook for that song, and it's just a sick-ass verse. But he does songs with like he does he does songs with Frank Ocean, Pink Matter. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good song. His flow on that is nice. That is a good song. Uh, so, but to sixteen, by the way, for 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 anyone listening, sixteen. If nice. you haven't heard, that's 16. probably my yeah, top verse yeah. of all time. Probably. Uh, Rick Ross comes with. I'm not a, generally a Rick Ross fan, but his his freestyle. He's a, he's a beat writer. Yeah, he nice. definitely is always on beat, but that three thousand verse. I have Andre first, actually, just like wow. where I am now, like where I am at this moment. Today. 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 That's your first. Today. Uh, and then, in no other particular order, Pac is in there. He's got to be in there for me. Um, if I'm going to put one East Coast guy, as much as I like Biggie, I'm going to go Meth, actually. Because mm. some of Meth, Meth's shadow boxing flow to me is like mm-hmm. sick as hell. Um, so I don't use that as three, right? That's three. That's three. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, I think I gotta go Kendrick. I gotta go Kendrick. It's hard, it's hard to leave him out. It's hard. I do like lyricists. Mm-hmm. So generally, I kind of default people who are like good with the wordplay as opposed to... Um, so Mace? No, no, season. Drag on? Cannabis. Remember cannabis? <laughs> Come on. Bitch, do I go land? Do I go big poppy? I mean, a big pun? No, I don't go big pun. Uh, <laughs> definitely not oh. David Ortiz. 
No, no, not him. Uh, and then I guess, yeah, number five, huh? Kid Cudi. <laughs> I, I was going to just go for like some like, you know, provocative, something provocative, like a, like a Kanye. Like it makes the people come. Or like, makes it the provocative. Um, I'll probably throw, I'll probably just throw Biggie in there. Then. Wait, so you, you left off uh-huh. Jay-Z? I love Jay Z. He did. He did. I did. I did. He did. So your five were Andre, Pop, Math, Math, Math. Biggie. Uh, no, Kendrick. Kendrick, Kendrick and Biggie. And then Biggie. Yeah. That's solid though. Yeah. But you narrow it down to five. It's tough. Yeah, it is. Now it you is. start. Now you start hearing other people's top five, like Andre yeah. for me. I I hadn't really considered, but yeah. I, I mean, he easily could be. Mm. So is he? Really? So are the easy ones for me are here? pop is easy. There you go. Yeah. Um, I'm, nobody else picked them. Uh, maybe it's just me. For me, Lil Wayne, it's got to be oh, in there. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull out Biggie. <laughs> like yeah, and we were talking about it. Right? I feel like he. I feel like yeah. he just shit on a lot. No, 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 but um, hundred percent right. For me, for me, he's got he's got everything. He he's a five tool rapper. Um. Wait, does he what write his tools? own stuff? Huh? What are the tools? Uh, no way. Uh, he doesn't even write. You know, screwdrivers, yeah. hammers, <laughs> hammer, style, clean, writing, clean, drip, drip. How many times does he die? Everything was freestyle. How many times does he die? Supposedly. I mean, so. <laughs> that's the claim. Yeah, so. Um, right? That's the claim. That's a little way to claim. He what? doesn't write. He freestyles most of it. He freestyles everything that's recorded and memorized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Lil Wayne a lot, so I'm, I'm going to put him in my five. Upak, That's I like him. I, I, I feel like obligated to put Jay-Z in there because he's got the track record. He's got a shitload of hits. He's kind of like LeBron. He's got the Queen B. <sighs> Damn. <why> is <laughs> he's got Queen B. Um, he's kind of LeBron-ish. But, like, you know, we've seen him We've seen him live a couple times. He is fucking boring as, an, as a okay. performer. Yeah. Um, Performs like his face. Okay, so that's debatable. So then, is T Pain a rapper? Because I put T Pain in my top five. I mean, but he says himself he's a rapper turned singer. So that was on his album. So he, he acknowledges it. Yeah, he Maybe said, Drake just hasn't had that moment. He's a sugar. You know, look in the mirror. <laughs> Drake needs to look in the mirror and say, "I'm a Disney guy turned singer." Yeah. Turned singer. I, you know, you know what, what's hard about Drake? If you grew up in the '90s, you just you just want to stop him. That's what it is, right? You just you really just want to walk up to him and just see if he can flex on you. That's what it is. With Drake. Remember that vlog I sent y'all? Yes, that's what that's what I said. He's a sugar ray rapper. The, the, the real ghost place. Drake looked like he slides out of bed with silk silk pajamas and slides down the banister to open the door. I don't know the guy with the that dude was saying. He's gummy bear soft. He looks like he wakes up and the birds tweet at him from the window. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. Uh, I also like Eminem. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. See? Yes. I'm an Eminem guy. Uh, was that four? Yeah. And the last one, I don't know. That was tough, man. Because, yeah, I didn't really listen to a ton. Uh, but I will say, Buster Rhymes was good. Mm. That's what I thought you were. Yeah, that's that's all that's what it. I was just thinking. Yeah. I was Especially since you were just talking about. You were just yeah. talking about. I know. Show. It's, it's I hard. consider throwing it. It's hard to pick five. Wait. So no one said Snoop. No. No. 
It, I mean, that's a good cat. That's a good one. Snoop's almost in the Drake category for me. Ooh. It's almost, it's a similar. Oh, he because like, he has. There's a little scene. There's a little scene. They're gonna make a song about killing cops. No, it's because he, he, huh? he has the Christmas album. Huh? It's because he has the Christmas album. Wait, that wasn't just for Pitch Perfect. He has a Christmas album, bro. Who, who does? Dude, Wait, seriously, that wasn't that wasn't just for Pitch Perfect? That was a, that's a legit album? If you look it up, he's had a Christmas album. Oh wow. Shit. I mean if you wanna talk you wanna talk like selling out, like Ice Cube. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 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 As a seller? Is that what you're saying? Ice Cube is a seller? I mean Why was the last time he, he used a cuss word? I mean he does have to grow up. <laughs> he doesn't have to be a parent. True, true. I mean, well, then who's the side? Who are you gonna say that? No, I was gonna say Snoop to a degree. Oh, right. Oh. He's on commercial. He does commercials. Snoop, Snoop is the Hello Kitty of the rap game. <laughs> that guy will put no, his that's, name. That's Drake. He will put his name that's on anything. Oh, so, okay, I see. All right. Mm. The guy sells everything. He is the Hello Kitty of rap. But look, that's that's why it's hard though, because because uh, one limiting it to five and coming up with your own reasons, it's different for everyone. And yeah, it's subjective. It's moment in time. It's what sparks memories. It's yeah. That's why we all pick pop because we grew up with pop. But I was gonna say this sure. before before I name my top five. And what about? Uh, <clears throat> go. He didn't have a top five. No. Before top five. So before I go into my top five, let me just say this: if you grew up in the '90s and you were really big. Um, if you're a teenager going to the club in the 90s, you're largely responsible for influencing all of the young people right now. All the littles, sure. Right? Tupac and Biggie are really only as big as they are because we've made them that big. We continue to do it. Right? We've glorified them in a lot of ways. But if you really think about it from a because of what happened to both of them, it was such a short-lived career. Yeah. yeah like totally. we really could it go through the disappointments no. with them? We just lived in two albums. Oh, more with Tupac. Yeah. Um, that said, my number one is Jay-Z. Hmm. Because for a lot of reasons, um, he's not the best lyricist, but he's kind of the pinnacle of the rap game. Of course. Sets the bar, right? Um, you have to. He's shown you... Everything. I could take this to, you know, these heights. And no one's... No one's come close. No. Yeah. So he's number one for me. And he did retire and unretire and retire again. Yeah. And he's he, the first to start oh, that trend. He did. One of the well, And how, and how many blueprint albums can you have? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So he's done that. Um, number two for me, this is where it gets hard. Um, but this is this is where I'm stuck with that too. Um, I think for me, number two. Um, is Lil Wayne as well because he just influenced so much of the stuff and if you think about Drake there's no Drake without Lil Wayne right so he just kind of carried that on moving from um, Cash Money to Young Money Records again it's just uh, setting a different playing field um, number three here's where it gets wonky for me uh, I have J. Cole at number three because he just has like this storytelling yeah. vibe about him, and he yeah. just connects with me. Who personally Jay connects Cole. with me? Story um, no way, just way. Cool. And then, and then, uh, my number four, my number four is Kendrick because Kendrick is an artist. He is, 
he can just do so much. He fucking just plays with it. I mean, he's also smart. Like, you know, you never really give rappers, or, or not me personally, but it, it seems like society doesn't give rappers credit for their intellect. But in both J. Cole and Kendrick, these are two really smart dudes, right? Just really gifted. And number five, I'm kind of cheating here, but for me, number five is Biggie and Pop combined. Because they're a part of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can't I can't. Do that. I can't. You can't say one without the other. You can't do that. You can't. You can't say. That's it. That's you, exactly. can't. you can't. Because none of us pick Biggie. I Although did. we pick Pop. I mean, I picked Biggie. I yeah, but I then, okay, go. I want to know. Oh, he did. Was, that, was right. that a real beat? Or was that just selling records? Uh, no, you have to pick one. You have to pick one. If I had to pick one, I'd pick Pop. So Pop would be my number five. Okay. I know what you're saying, though. Like, they're a package deal in terms of influence. Yeah, but really, was that a real beef or was that selling records? We'll never know, man. Never know. That's, uh, that's an Area 51 right now. Pac is in Cuba. Mm-hmm. How about who is... So Pac is the, uh, the Black Elvis. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no one mentioned uh, Kanye at all? No, come on. I, I brought no, it. You guys I don't like that. At all, I, I, period. Even before he was crazy. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. You know, like before, early on. Before, talk, talk about early on. He was good, man. I, I really like College Dropout. Yeah, I was gonna say he had a couple good songs on that album. You didn't like his later stuff. Nah, for I didn't, real, I'm not a fan. You didn't like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. He's not a fan. That album is one. That's one of my favorite albums. He's too Kyrie. Um, He's too Kyrie for me. Really? See, I leave that. I leave the off track stuff. No, but even it shows in his music. He's just too out there. No, he's bipolar, but I... Okay, you said it. You said it. Well, he is. He's, 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 I he wasn't is. going there. He really is. He's, he's been diagnosed bipolar. Yeah, but I wasn't... I wasn't... No, but I think that also <laughs> showed... That shines through, too, just like kind of the creative wildness of yeah, like just, different influences. Just going based off the music yeah. only? Oh, not, like, not that. Not the outside stuff. Well, the outside the stuff, music like only. certified crazy. I like, like the that. music only, like how he creates and stuff, and just... It's not my thing. I thought like, a few of his albums, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy... Um, but there's some sick tracks on there. The one Monster with Nicky and uh, the one with Rick Ross on that one. Fuck yeah, but, I, but I'd give that more to Nicky. No, but I'll say that entire that, that entire album though is just great production. Right. Uh, then and then the uh, the next album I forget what the title of that. I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely give him his uh, his flowers as a, as an artist. Yeah, because yeah. he's yeah, an artist. He, so, yeah. so I don't I don't think he's like the best. I don't hear your opinion because you brought up. Um, no, I don't think he's well, lyrics. Like I said, he'd be my six if we oh, got a six. Wow. Yeah. He's he's high, huh? Really? He's yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't have it. Yeah. I respect yeah. that. Man. Okay. I just like the music he did. I don't care about what the hell he did. I, I, I don't uh, care. I just like the music. You know, have the most diverse. I just like his yeah. music. And then his music is catchy. Yeah. Like it just gets you. I, I mean, when, yeah. if, if anything from the college dropout comes on, I, I can answer it. I don't. Yeah. I don't skip. Like that's yeah. that's a good album. I just that's a solid album. I would say that's like maybe one of my top ten albums right there. As an album, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'll take beautiful dark twisted. Okay, that's that, one. Okay. Um, bonus question. Bonus. What is the album that you can play on repeat? That's one. Like if you're driving down to L.A. Just have, one, you one singular have, album. You can only have one album play over and over and over. The whole way through. The whole way through. Over. I'll re- You're not touching the cool. buttons on the radio. Hit play. And this is looping. What album is that? That's a good question. 
Oh, I can answer this. This might just be me and the generation I was born in, but Four Souls Drive, J. Cole. I feel like I know the lyrics to all the songs on the album. I think, I think, I think his answer is influenced by how many times I've played it. <laughs> it's happened. It's happened. Hey everyone. So this is us moving into our last segment of this first session. Here we talk about our perspectives, some new growth and development from the pandemic. We kind of get in our feelings here a bit, but this is how we like to roll. Uh, you get the full gamut, the full you know 360 of who we are. A uh, little treat to the beginning here. A lot of opening up and some realization, over-realization, if you will, about Brent's infatuation with Barry Gibb. So, hope you like it. Here we go. In the back room, we just queue it up. We're gonna come up. Wait, so are you telling me you take Bee Gees over Eminem? Yes. <laughs> what? Oh, yes. see? What? Now you're in my world. A whole album? A whole album? Now you're yes. in my world. Eminem. That's why I. I over Kanye. You gave me it? Yeah. You would go. A whole Bee Gees album over Eminem, yes. Yes. That's killer, bro. I know what, I know what someone's getting for a white elephant one of these years. Give me the, give me the record. Give me the record. You just said, though. You revealed so much right hey, now. Hey. So, <laughs> that's where you're at. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you like Abba? That's where I'm at in life. Do you like Abba? Don't you're tell me you don't like Abba. <laughs> hey. He's got the clippers, bro. You better watch out. Barber, bro. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I just watched a documentary. You better like Abba. I'm not saying you have to love it. I'm just saying you don't say you don't like Abba. <laughs> I can't disagree with you, Brad. You might have to take some blades. But let's go back to uh, to, to the, the topic change. Though. I wanted to say, um, yeah, we're in year three of it, but if you, I think for this group especially, it, it's been pretty easy on us. I mean, there's been some tough times uh, in the pandemic, obviously, um, especially when we're purely sheltered in place. But I, I got to give kudos to our group. We were checking in on each other. We're such a good support group. That's what we were uh, we got healthy. We, were yeah, we got super yeah. healthy in that first year. Oh, You're shit, dude. We were it's just... You can sit me anywhere, and I, I can run there, Mount I can Martin ride there, and do push-ups. <laughs> oh, yeah. The push-up push challenges? Everything. Um, Dude, I was biking with my shirt off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, we want to bring that one up? <laughs> I brought it up. I invited it. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah. I'm feeling good today. I'm just going to take off my shirt. <laughs> That was the beginning of the end. <laughs> that was. That was, one, that was one of our last. Like, as soon as I saw the shirt come off, I was like, "Ooh, man, this one has." It's <laughs> funny because that was the day Harold and I are padded up. <laughs> the dude wants to go shirtless. So we're like, <laughs> "That's a hot day." What is he on? <laughs> but uh, anyhow, uh, before before you guys start chiming in, um, for me that was a really big component of that. Like. Uh, this was, this was uh, you know, the Brotherhood in here was just super solid. I think for me, that really helped me a lot. Um, even even in the first few weeks, the Zoom calls, uh, it was terrible to celebrate your birthday in the, in the pandemic, but I mean, having those Zoom calls looked forward to that a lot. Um, kept things positive, kept things light. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's, 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 
my first initial feelings about it, I think, I think to, to get through that, and I was fortunate, of course, to have all of you and your, your respective um, significant others um, also part of the group. So I don't know if other people have that same uh, luxury that we all have. With that said, how are you guys feeling right now? Well, for me, I miss this, right? Uh, this one's, because like you said, we had each other, and I, I didn't care if I didn't see anybody else, you know? I I'm, might sound stupid, but I really enjoyed just seeing all of you guys and making that extra effort, you know, to, to see you guys, right? And it's like, oh, some of us were feeling a little uncertain. Who did you hang out with? All right, let's, uh, not contact trace. Yeah, we, we or we would um, like what, what did they call it? Were you going to see anybody for like oh quarantine, 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 right? quarantine yeah. for like x amount of days, and then then we'll see each other. Or and it it, it wasn't like a big deal. It was like okay, and I, I was excited for those countdowns, right? And the Tahoe trips. Um, yeah, that was just. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think the quarantining kind of added to the buildup yeah to see each other like it was a commitment right by everyone like okay we're gonna see each other in two weeks let's all do the right thing and not endanger each other and yeah. it wasn't like oh man i'm gonna see the same people it was never like that yeah, it was a good time you know it was a really really good time and I, I i still wish it was you know like that in in some sense but, i mean every time i think about how these three years have been for me I, I gotta say, it's probably been like, the best three years of my life. And um, I didn't want to say that early on, especially with how hard it was on a lot of people. And there's so much, it was such an emotional three years. Think of that, think of the first few first months. First years, yeah. And we moved right into that Black Lives Matter, the first summer. Yeah. You know, but even more, yeah, but building up, building up into that summer too, where you thought, oh, this is terrible, and then it gets worse. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, damn, this is, this is really bad. And, Obviously, when people are dying, they're fearing for safety, and, and there's so much injustice going on. You know, you, you're crying for the world, but at the same time, I was at home with my family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My kids yeah. were safe. Yeah. My core group was safe. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, I kind of feel good. It was, a, it was yeah, really, really good. Bad, good. Really good. Yeah, it, it was solid, yeah. And you had to get creative, too. Like, all right, let me adjust, and what can we do now? Like, right. We adjust the... But we did those things, you know, we adjusted, and I thought we made the best out of everything. And I, and I think for a lot of people, it was probably the first time they got in their feelings. Um, I know my, my self-reflection just really leveled up during that time. Um, really just exploring, you know, not just my, my views, but also the impact on, on other people, other perspectives, specifically, I mean, yeah, I must have gone through, I don't know, maybe 20-something parenting books during that time. Um, and, and just taking in all that information and just learning from it. Like, just seeing all these... You know what it was for me? I recognized all the blind spots that I had never... I, I didn't have a clue I even had. So... Are you saying that the pandemic gave you an opportunity to kind of evaluate areas for growth it was um 
I would say at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like a huge change because I don't know if you guys remember, but I was doing the the program for the Father's House. Mm -hmm. where, yeah. 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 So I was in that. And so I was socializing like basically every day. I was always out, I was hanging out. Um, I was doing ministry. So I was around like a lot of people. And then when it started breaking out and I was told I have to quarantine, stay inside, I was like, but so how is that gonna work? And then we had to shift to online classes for the program. And it was super different because I couldn't see any of my friends anymore. Um, and then after a while, I just like stopped talking to them. Um, I don't know why. Like, I just fell into it. Mm -hmm. I just fell into the discommunication. But then I adjusted because, like Dad said, I had everyone there at the house. And then at the end of the day, I could always just text or call anyone that I wanted to talk to. So I started talking to them again anyway. That's just me. So I feel like I recovered. We're not recovered, but I learned to adjust to it quickly. I think your your, your experience Riley was a little different from Riel's stuff because he was in his senior year. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. like going to the same school for like six years and seeing the same people every day, and then suddenly being cut off from that for like what, two years straight? Because like before the pandemic, I was already like pretty, pretty introverted, socially awkward. But then having to stay in my room all day without anyone besides like my family to talk to made it a lot worse. Um, and then like my friend group used to be really big, but then during the pandemic and then after we all graduated, just slowly whittled down. So I feel like that also showed me um, like what Dad always says, if somebody wants to bring like, they will actively make an effort. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. It's natural selection. Yeah, I, I, I guess I should have touched on that a bit more too, right? because, you know, as, as great as the overall experience was for me, as a as a parent, as a father, you did have you had to really temper what you were going through. Yeah. I couldn't just be out there shouting jubilee. Right? Yeah. Uh, knowing that their experiences inside the house, specifically him, I think, not to devalue your experience real, but you know, so much was taken away from him. Um, that yeah, that, that for me is um, funny you said. I was just said earlier that I think to your point. I mean, sure, we had to make changes, but nothing really drastic right. for us, right? The old guys. We peaked. For me, it's about the kids, and I think I think the kids um, had a varying degree of different of, of experiences, and um, that's what I think about. I think for the kids, it was it was probably the, the biggest change for them because they're, they're, they're just, they don't have the experience, the life experience to just know how to handle something like a pandemic. Not that we did either, because it was very new to us, but we were old enough to know what to really fear. Sure. 
And, it was um, also the pinnacle of your social skill exploration. So for me, it's about the kids. I feel really bad, and I think they're the ones that we really have to watch out for. How did your kids take it? Like, what, what was I mean, the who knows, right? Who knows? I think a lot of it is how they internalize it, and, and I don't think, I don't think we'll know. I think a lot of it is just how it, it, it's going to shape them. Mm-hmm. Just crazy to think that this three-year period is going to shape how they're going to maybe be the rest of their lives, but it is. It's funny it because we do have early data on that. Um, you say data or data? Depends what I'm talking to. How do you want me to say it to you? No, I just sidebar comment. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, Early data or data on that, the three years has set that children in school yeah. one year of cognition. Right. That's heavy. Right. They can't see your mouth moving, the contact. Yeah, it's all of that. And again, back to the point I made earlier about people's true color, that the people that don't think that's a thing. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but like. And that is a wrap, folks. That is the closing of our first ever second half crew session. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Please check us out every 14th and 28th of the month where we promise to drop something new for you. Also, please connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, or our our website. And we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to connect and Give us something to talk about. Let us know how we're doing. Um, Again, thank you for your time. Till next time.